Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to a special live-ish edition of Around the Hearn here this week. Uh, the uh, taping, uh, part of it at least, here at Clyde High School before the uh, Autoville Big Green and Clyde Wildcats get it in on uh, WZOQ Radio. But a, a lot of things to get to, including the, uh, I want to say the voice, but I guess the pen of uh, Chris Howell, the sports editor from the Van Wert Times Bulletin. Nice enough to uh, stop by and spend about 25 minutes with me talking about the state title game that Van Wert won and about everything going on in the world of basketball in the uh, Van Wert County area. You hear a lot about Crestview. We talk about the Parkway Grove game that didn't happen last year during the season. And one of my all-time favorite people, and uh, I always love getting to talk to this young lady, the second-leading scorer at BGSU right now for the uh, women who take on the University of Toledo tomorrow. 12-3 and three up for the uh, Lady Falcons and uh, big game against those uh, young men and young women up 75. And, uh, of course, the all-time leading scorer in Ottawa Glendorf, Lady Titans history. And Katie Hempling was so nice to uh, get done with practice and get on the phone and talk to me for just a little bit. Those two are coming up here in just a few. But, as always, kind of a uh, look at the area, news and notes of things going on. A lot of big basketball games tonight. Talked about Kaleida and Audeville's Big Green try to stay unbeaten. In the uh, Putnam County League, the uh, number four ranked team in the state of Ohio. Keith Utendorf hasn't screwed it up yet. That's what I told him a couple of days ago when I saw him for the uh, Grove and Lincoln View NWC game on a Tuesday night. But also the game that a lot of people are uh, waiting for to uh, take place. And uh, Shawnee, ranked number one in Division Two, taking on a Titan squad, I believe ranked number four in Division Three this week. And just... Uh, an absolutely tremendous matchup that will take place at the last place that Shawnee actually lost a game. Just two years ago back at the Supreme Court was the last time that the Indians fell, and that's uh, part of a big weekend for Ottawa Glendorf as the uh, Titans take on Rossford tomorrow night. They're still unbeaten, and a state rank. Get to that in just a second, but also uh, the Lady Titans in action tomorrow, about 1230 on at WZOQ Radio as they'll take on their old nemesis in the uh, Liberty Benton Eagles take a look at the boys polls for this week nobody ranked in the area in division one there is a big uh, matchup though lakewood st ed's playing lima senior tonight st ed's ranked number two in the state in division one talked about shawnee they got 11 first place votes there were 14 and 0 in division two and a lot of teams that they have beaten and a lot of teams that will come to the area next week as the winter classic at auto glendorf you can hear all three of those games on at wzoq radio next saturday Afternoon and evening, Division Three. Harvest Prep was supposed to come to Ottawa next week. That didn't happen, sort of fell through. Titans are ranked number four in Division Three. Not really anybody else uh, in the area, but D4 in the uh, state of Ohio, in the uh, northwest Ohio area, kind of where it's at. Columbus Grove ranked number two. They got a handful of first-place votes. Antwerp number three. They got a big win in double overtime on a Tuesday night. I listened to the uh, My Life Sports broadcast of that one, and uh, Dean and Scoop did a uh, terrific job. Audeville ranked number four. You've got Tri-Village at five, just kind of stretching the area. Bakken's down there at eight. Will they stay there? Who knows? Lincoln View and Kaleida garnering some votes as well. Girls' polls, taking a look at the other side. You've got Cincinnati Mountain Notre Dame at number one in D1. Nobody in our area ranked. D2, Napoleon. Got three first-place votes. They sit behind Thornville Sheridan. At number two, Bath off a couple of big wins last week and this week in uh, Division Two, break number six. They've got what could amass three different teams holding a stake in the Western Buckeye League. They've got uh, St. Mary's next Thursday night. You've heard from John Burke a couple of times about uh, how big that game is. D3 will have Ottawa Glendorf at number six, taking on Liberty Benton, who sits just outside the top ten at 12. Then D4, Minster, who wrapped up at least a share of the Midwest Athletic Conference title with a win over St. Henry last night. They're ranked number two just behind Fort Loramie, but that gap is closed. There are just two outstanding votes in Division Four that did not go to either Fort Loramie or Minster, the number one and number two teams in the state of Ohio. Knoxville got uh, 11, 11th place, 34 votes, just one point outside of making it in the top 10. That'll look at the uh, AP poll rankings for this week. Big news from uh, Philadelphia and from Elida and Dakota Mathias, the Elida grad that was just released 
last week by the 76ers, despite the fact that he had a terrific time there. He's going to play for two, Team USA as part of the America Cup qualifying a tournament team down in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I believe Joe Johnson is a part of that team as well. That'll be always fun as ISO Joe loves to uh, just shoot the ball. A couple of Patrick Henry notes. Their volleyball coach, Haley Nussbaum, stepped down after five years and an 81-55 record. PH grad Remy Bauer just scored her 1,000th kill a couple of days ago at Bluffton. LCC, if you're going to go and look for a track coach, you really can't get better than 2014 graduate Michael Rogers as your next head coach. Six titles while he was at LCC, including the uh, 2014 state title. And coming out of the uh, Toledo Blade, saying Ottawa Hills, Northwood, Delta, Swanton, and Evergreen all in discussions to form a new league. What that means kind of yet to be determined. The AD said in the story that they were just kind of uh, having discussions, didn't really necessarily mean anything. A couple of college signings, Crestview Cost Country Runner, Adeline Longstreth. She's going to run for St. Francis next year in Indiana. And Colin Hayne, the offensive lineman from Bath, will go to play at Bluffton. And I'm hoping that I'm able to pull this off because I just got asked about uh, writing a profile for this gentleman in uh, the great work that he's done. WDOH announcer Rick Miller has called games for quite a bit of time. Just announced uh, after many, many years that his last game just took place. And I hope that uh, not only to have him on this podcast kind of look at the game and how it's changed over the course of the years, but as a thank you and a feature story on that as well. More things coming up again. We'll talk to the uh, sports editor of the uh, Vanderbilt Times Bulletin and Chris Howell and BGSU's Katie Hempling when they come back here all around the herd. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. If you've listened to this show before, you'll know that I've talked about the media and about trying to get guys on who uh, cover a little bit of everything and try to move kind of within the six-county radius. And just before it went on, I thought maybe that I got to a lot of places, but uh, this gentleman in the uh, sports editor of the uh, Times Bulletin and Van Wert and Chris Howe gets to, well, let's just say even more places than I do. Uh, yeah, we'll say that. Uh, last night, just had Crestview and Wayne Trace in the same shot tonight, Parkway Van Wert. And, you know, like I said, if, if you don't love it, you can't do it because you, you got to spread yourself as, as wide as you can and cover up as much, cover as much ground as possible. Well, that's something just a little bit different kind of from your view versus mine where I know I'm going to one place, I'm going to be there. You might have to, based on kind of what's going on, be in a couple of different places per night. Oh, yeah. Uh, most of the time you look at the matchups, you see, oh, this, you know, this, this looks like it's going to be a battle. This is going to be the biggest thing that everybody's going to want to see in the area tonight, you know. Just just think, you know, in a week we'll, we'll be at Lincoln View Crestview one of the best rivalries in the area. And and it's just important to, to know exactly what, what people are going to be looking for in order to to get the best stuff and, and put the best product out. Well, it's obviously been kind of a different year, everything with basketball ending last year. You guys cover Parkway and having their season come up short because of nothing of their own doing. But, I mean, just the oddity of – I know you guys did a handful of stories. I remember reading about just kind of the mentality of what that was and, and kind of what that did to the kids to have their really dream season come to an end in that weird way. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
I can tell you, I was I was with Parkway up until their final day, um, playing against. Uh, oh, who did they play against? Um, it slips my mind right now, but uh, they they had their game at BG in, in mid March, and we did the press conference after the game. We we talked to Caleb Kinney and Dylan Hughes, and we and Coach Doug Hughes, and even though we kind of had a lot of uncertainty surrounding like so everybody knew something was coming you get you get coach Hughes he goes in there he goes up does his media time and then he, he looks everyone at every one of us comes up shakes our hands says thank you for being here and that's something that just really kind of stuck with me because there are coaches that'll thank you for for your coverage but in in a time of that where there was where there was so much uncertainty we were so grateful to have a, a good run from Parkway, and the fact that I, I got to be along with it in my first handful of months on the job was an absolute blessing. And that was a special group of guys. Make no mistake, that's a once in a generation group that Parkway had last year, and they deserved every bit of the uh, coverage they got and every bit of uh, the tournament run that they got through. Well, Tiffin Calvert, the forty-four, forty-two win in the regional semis, I would imagine. Yes, the absolutely. Game yeah. Yep, that is Tiffin Calvert, and I, I can tell you, Nick Hawk hit the hit points forty-three and forty-four to uh, seal the game. <laughs> I know it was such a weird thing because I was looking forward to on the thirteenth, three days later, of doing them in Columbus Grove, and I had Doug on here, and I had Chris Salter on too, and I joked about, you know, maybe you guys just have fifteen guys show up in a parking lot somewhere and you know maybe we get this thing done absolutely i i mean watching grove i i got to see grove uh before parkway and tiffin calvert played and man they played they played antwerp that night in in playing a team of, of jagger and javen landers what what an absolute night of basketball let me tell you and and chris Sauter just a good guy great coach and he he's got a great group of kids again this year um just saw him play the other night at lincoln view and five double digit scores every starter had 10 or more points and man it, it is really a shame that we we could never get that matchup because undefeated columbus grove you got and then you got Parkway, who who is just an absolute powerhouse and and one of the hottest teams in the state at the time. It would have been a spectacle, let me tell you. And I would have, I would have signed up for that any day of the week they wanted to make that up. I was already figuring out how I could sneak into the building, but uh, that that Grove team too. I saw them that same game against Lincoln View a couple nights ago, and I marveled at the fact they were a machine before. But getting Clement back just sort of takes them to a whole new level. Yeah, they they're at the point this year now where they're really starting to get healthy. I got the opportunity to talk to Chris after the game, and you know they've they've dealt with their issues just like everybody has this year with uh, you know missing players in the lineups, injuries. They had one kid who had mono, and you know whatever been thrown at them, he he's really kind of rallied that group, and they just really get contributions from a lot of ends. It's it's a heck of an impressive group, and. It, it was it was really um, it was really fortunate that you get to see them against Lincoln View because those are those are two very solid uh, team well rounded well rounded groups and and on a good night for for Lincoln View they're very similar in where they you don't know who their leading scorer is going to be at all times because you can get a good load of production from Creed Jesse Colin Overholt. Jake Bowersock, Clayton Leaf, Aaron Cavender. They just they can throw a multitude of looks at you just like Columbus Grove can. I joked with Keith Utendorf, the head coach at Audeville, about, you know, aren't you glad you've already played Grove and you have that out of the way? He said, Well, I'm glad we already played Lincoln View too, because just to get those two out of the way, it's like you say, you know that come the end of the year, come tournament time, which I believe the draw is next Sunday, that you're gonna have one the oddity with how the t- uh, tournament's set up this year, but you're going to have some very good basketball teams, and to me, it's a shame that they're all going to eliminate each other. Oh, absolutely! I know, I know Coach Utendorf is is pretty uh, excited to to get out of the area because he had a 
he had a big heater at Crestview uh, a couple weeks ago, and man, you should have you should have seen this this absolute gem of a game. And Will Miller hits about a thirty footer to put them on top, and and they take it over Crestview, who is also a very just well rounded team as far as that goes. They're not deep, but they're very impressive. And man, Ottaville. What can you say about it? I mean, Josh Thorbon is one of the most impressive athletes in the area. And they get, they get plenty of good guard play from Miller. And absolutely just come tournament time, you're not going to want to see them. I guarantee it. And it's crazy because I actually have tonight at Kaleida with Audeville. I, I've been excited for this game for a while. Next handful of games really for Audeville have got Continental and then Toledo Rogers when they play in Ottawa. But, yeah, Josh Turbin is something else. I mean, for him to be within 60 points, breaking the school record for scoring is a whole thing. But, I mean, those 10 seniors, and this is kind of a program that Keith's been building up for a while, wanted to be able to showcase against Botkins and fly to the hoop, but we know that that didn't happen. And I'm actually tired, to be honest with you, of talking about games that didn't happen, but that's just kind of the way 2020 and 21 are going. I mean, we're, yeah, we're almost in a full calendar year of talking about stuff that didn't happen. In, in some ways, it's hard to believe. In other ways, it just seems like uh, every day has been a lifetime. But it, it actually seems like maybe, maybe we're getting away from it a little bit, and we're still getting some great matchups. The, the biggest disappointment this year is, is just the limited fans because you got some of these matchups with uh, these teams that'll just feed off of their crowds. And, and let me tell you, when I see a, a Lincolnview-Crestview game next week with limited attendance, it's just going to break my heart because those people live and die for that game. And I'm sure the same goes for Audeville Collida. I've never had the pleasure of getting to one of those matchups, but those those teams always go at it. Yeah, between that and OG Shawnee tonight, there's going to be a lot of folks uh, who aren't going to be able to go to the games who are going to be looking for outlets. and. I think that's Absolutely. why maybe even more so than a normal year of why it's important for guys like yourself, guys like myself and the like that, you know, we have the ability to and, and are lucky to get to these, to go to these games and to be able to bring it to the people. Yeah. I mean, what we're really doing is relaying information to the fans and what we, what we do is so important in this time because, a lot of those people don't even have the option to go out. You know, it, a lot of schools, if you're not a parent or uh, you're not getting access to tickets, and that's just how it is. But when you have great accessibility through social media and great photography, video, radio, writing, any of that stuff, it always gives you a chance to to highlight everything and it gives you a chance to, to showcase everybody's talent and, and really just relay, just make somebody else feel like they were there, even though they weren't able to be there. And that's always what I, what I try to do when I sit down and put something together. The first thing I try to do is say, well, if somebody wasn't at the game, how would they think this went? And you start from there, and, and you try to paint the best picture that you possibly can. Speaking of that, you talked about uh, communities who live and die through a certain thing. It's a pinned tweet on the uh, Times Bolton Sports Twitter, which, by the way, is at TBS Sports. Um, how how was that run for Van Wert? I mean, I saw him earlier in the year, and I've told the story a couple times on this show with uh, McCracken being on, actually both McCrackens, and uh, with Coach being on a couple of times and with Owen being on about seeing them early in the year with St. Mary's and, and just sort of the battle they had to go through with the Rough Riders, but not really knowing at that point, okay, you can see there's something special about this team because they've been together in the trenches and those seniors forever, but not knowing it was going to end the way that it did. The run, it, it all, words almost don't do it justice. We'll you know, starting early in the season. Well, that's season, good for the writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's what, you know, I drive home from Maslin after the state championship game. I sit down at my desk and I go, how? How do I even tell people who weren't there how this went? And, you know, how do you, how do you make it not a whole book? Because 
you could you could go from second one till twenty minutes after the game, and wow, I I mean, let's just start early on in the season. I'll tell you when I knew Van Wert was special. They they got a couple early wins against against some opponents that you know they they expected to beat, but it was about week three or four. They hit the road. They go to Walpock, and and everybody knows Walpock. They've won a handful of of WBL championships in in the past couple years, and Van Wert classically struggles with them. They went out there and laid a thirty four point smackdown on them, thirty four nothing, and you could see it in the coaches. A lot of the coaches there have had long term involvement with the football program, or were former players, or what have you. And they said, wow, we haven't done this in forever. And just to beat Walpog, I think, really lifted them up. And even so, the late season loss to OG really changed a lot of those guys' viewpoints, I think, in the fact that they, they figured out, all right, we're beatable, but if we do this, this, and this, nobody can stop us. And if you look it up, the tournament run as a whole, there weren't a lot of moments where they actually trailed in games until uh, the game at Keystone and obviously the game at Maslin. And man, let me tell you, the game at Maslin, it, it may not have been as full as, as it could have been, but the people who showed up there didn't did enough justice for a 20,000 person crowd. And I'll tell you, I was, I was at the state title game in the year 2000, last time Van Wert reached it, I was six years old, and that game came down to a kick. Ironically, 20 years later, almost on the dot, it comes down to a kick, and this time Van Wert converts, and it pretty much just erases all of the, all of the the past memories that people have of of you know that type of. You know, I, I don't want to say sadness, but but that type of what if in your head of you know what if we made that kick? Do we go to another overtime? Do we go to do we beat Can Central Catholic in two thousand? But the way the way Damon McCracken stepped up, hit that kick, first first field goal attempt of the year. You know what can you say? The, the kid is just absolute ice water and, and good for him. Absolutely. He's, he's a great kid and he, he'll be coming back next year. So we'll, we'll see if they can follow up on it. Right. Yeah. I don't think there are enough superlatives to kind of accentuate the moment that, that he had. And he was on here a couple months ago and he talked about it and it was funny. I've been around him long enough. I've been around his family long enough covering them that, I know how they all kind of work and he's about the lowest key of the entire group. And just, I remember the moment. I mean, you talked about how do you give words? How do you, you maybe write a book? I was sitting there and I was lucky enough to call three title games that weekend and Northwest Ohio won all three. And in a span of three hours, nearly the exact same kick in the exact same spot on the field happened between Van Wert and Coldwater. And I just remember thinking, how, you know, this is, I wish this place was packed. I wish yeah. everyone was here to see this, but it really was. I mean, it was just such an awesome moment. Yeah. And especially to get these championships back to this, this corner of Ohio too, for teams that haven't won in quite a while in Van Wert. And it, it's just, it's just a great thing. You, when they come back into town, there's police escorts. There's a parade down Main Street, and it was 30 degrees that day. It was it was raining, snowing, hailing, whatever was coming out of the sky, and not a single person let anything hold them back. Especially in these times, you know, we had something to celebrate here in this town, and and now that, that's something that's really important because. There's been a lot of negativity in you know the past twelve months as far as that goes, and and to have something to look forward to, are, they're still celebrating here. Don't <laughs> don't think for a second it's it's toned down. 
I, uh, you know, we're, we're at Shawnee playing basketball, uh, Friday or what was it? Uh, but basically a week ago and, uh, the Van were Shawnee game and, and the PA announcer in the Shawnee gym says, you know, we'd like to just congratulate the state champion Van Wert Cougars and everybody in there went nuts. And, and that's something that they don't have to do, but they realize, you know, if something like that happened to Shawnee, that's just as huge of an accomplishment for the community as it is for any other small town, you know, around Lima land or, or in this part of Ohio. And, and those people, they're, they're just on cloud nine still. Kind of goes back to the old WBL proud sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, that's one of the best things about the WBL is, is, it seems like they're always happy for each other when each other succeeds. There's, there are rivalries, but they're, but they're not uh, terribly heated. They're, they're pretty friendly as far as that goes. You know, we know of some heated rivalries and, and when a lot of these WBL teams match up, there's just a lot of mutual respect out there for each other because it's, it's one heck of a sports conference all around. Looking ahead, kind of right now, I know we're in the midst of basketball, getting ready for the tournaments. Uh, what uh, What's coming out from Times Bulletin people should be paying attention to or looking for? Well, from us, um, let me tell you, we'll start, we'll start with the girls. With the girls from our area, if you haven't gotten a chance to see the Crestview girls play basketball, then you're missing out. Mark Gregory has an incredible squad over there and they they just took down LCC last night winning their 13th or 14th game on the season I can't remember off the top of my head but they're loaded from top to bottom they they've got they've got good seniors they've got incredible freshmen and I would expect them to to make some noise in the tournament and and definitely you know, if they go out, it's going to be a tough out. Let me tell you, you start if you start at the top. You got you got Bailey Gregory, who's a who's just a fabulous leader for that team, and almost an extension of, of the coaching staff because Maya Etzler and Callie Gregory as freshmen are are just all out impressive. And you know, obviously, you recognize the Etzler name. They're all good at basketball. Let me tell you. And I, I get the pleasure of watching them all the time. Um, as far as the boys go, same thing almost. Crestview, they, they're impressive. They're going to be a tough out. Lincoln View, impressive. Also going to be very tough. And come tournament time, you always got to look at these veteran teams because the veteran teams are the ones that got the great leadership and, and they, they push through. And eight seniors on that Lincoln View team, they're going to find a way to make some noise happen. And it seems like every handful of years, they they find a way to to make their way a little bit down the tournament trail. And and man, Brett Hammond's a squad, absolutely impressive to watch. And when they're on, there's nothing better than watching five guys go out and play as one. And we'll have it for you every step of the way, no matter what you're looking for. And, um, you know, look forward to it. it it's a great time of year. I, lo- I love basketball season with all my heart. And, you know, I, I'm still reeling a little bit from last year's tournament just because just because of the what ifs with Parkway. But, but man, we're, we're so very lucky up in this area to have, have such great basketball. And, and absolutely just enjoy every second of it because like we saw, it can be taken away at the drop of a hat. Well, I thank you so much for uh, coming on. I enjoyed it, and I, I love being able to get people who love sports on this show. That's kind of the, the big thing. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be a stranger, man. Let's do this again sometime. This was great. And uh, one last thing, just wanted to just wanted to give a shout-out to Dylan Hughes at Parkway. As, or as of this recording, he's four points away from 1,000, and he's probably going to break it tonight against New Knoxville. 
So just another great thing we have going on in our area, man. I'm so lucky. That's Chris Howell, the uh, sports editor at the uh, Times Bulletin. Check them out all on Twitter, at TB Sports. Back with more here in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Back now getting ready to talk basketball in the I-75 rivalry. One of my all-time favorite players to cover because not only one of the best players that OG has put out, but one of the best people that I've had the opportunity to cover in at Katie Hempfling. And, I mean, just a big, big week for you. Yeah, a huge week, actually. You know, um, every game's huge in the MAC. Um, night in, night out, you know. You expect nothing but everyone's best. And then, you know, this weekend's Battle of I-75 is playing Toledo, you know, and it's um, it means more this weekend. And we already got him once at their place, you know, in Savage Arena um, about a month ago to to the date. And so, not a month. I think it's only been two about weeks, About two weeks actually. ago, yeah. Yeah. And so it's a crazy quick turnaround for us to play them back-to-back. But, you know, we got him home tomorrow at the Stroh. Um, we wish our fans would be there, but you know, it's COVID at least for playing, but we're super excited. I think we're super prepared. We had a great practice today and, um, you know, get up bright and early. We have an early game because it's a double header with the men's team tomorrow. They play right after us and they play Toledo. So it's just a huge day for the Falcons and even the hockey team are playing, um, a ranked matchup, I think. So it's just big day to be a Falcon tomorrow. Wow, you add that in with the fact that your alma mater plays both Liberty Benton for the girls and then Rossford at night at home. And, right. I mean, it's a big week in the Hempling House. Huge, yeah, for sure. It is kind of weird, though, because, you know, it's the one playing Toledo. It's the one blue and gold team you're not allowed to root for. I know. And it's not like um, – and, like, going growing up, my mom, half, a lot of my family went to Toledo. So it's kind of crazy that now – my mom has to root for the Falcons. I mean, she has to. Wouldn't she better? But it's just crazy because, like, she grew. She um got her bachelor's. She became a nurse from St. D's, and it's just kind of crazy. But um, yeah, kind of crazy how the world works. But it is like, I mean, of course, Taylor Alt and Claire Iden playing volleyball. There, I'll root for them, but doesn't necessarily mean I'm rooting for Toledo. I said that too about you know Gavin Cup with Ohio State not being a Buckeye fan. That I was like, I root for Gavin to do well every time. Right. Right, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. The last time around, you guys played Toledo again, uh, just about two weeks ago or so. You get 11 points in that ball game. You force 25 turnovers as a team. Lexi has a big game. She has 21 in that game. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like I've been able to watch you guys a handful of times on TV and on uh, the Internet, and it is a very weird thing to not hear all that noise and really, for me, not to be able to pick out your mom yelling in the crowd. Right. Yeah, it's just so much different, um, especially this year. Like, our bench has to bring the energy, you know, and that's really kind of cool. Like, it sucks not having fans, but it's really cool that we have to bring our own energy and feed off of each other, and we haven't done that in the past or had to have done that, you know. Normally, you feed off the crowd's roar, you know, when you hit a big three or, like, get a big stop. But now it's just, like, you feed off the bench and what they say and, you know, um, the – best thing about it too is that you can hear each other on the court more you know you don't have to really yell you know the stroll would be bumping tomorrow it would be basically jam-packed you know with fans so we would have to be yelling couldn't even hear ourselves think so with covid like not having general fans be there is not like it really sucks but at the same time um it just brings more like 
togetherness for our team, if that makes sense. You sit 12-3 and right now. What's different from last year to this year? I mean, obviously COVID, but I mean, as far as kind of turning things around and winning those close games you haven't been able to get the first two years. Well, you know, I think um, it's our upperclassmen really um, just driving the way for the underclassmen, you know, like no one gets jealous of each other. And like, we just genuinely love each other. We have a great time together on and off the court. We bond, we have, um, you know, like we always hang out with each other and, I think that has a big part of it. Like we know each other on the court and off the court. So it just, um, and just that part of being able to uh, yell together with the younger girls and then just the upper class girls who like have a different role this year and embracing their roles um, and leading from that spot is really cool to see and leading the um, freshmen, you know, who are starting. You know, that's honestly unheard of kind of in the math, um, maybe one or two, but not three, you know. So it's just um, really cool to see that transition in the older girls, you know, taking the young girls almost under their wings. Like Parker will always take Lexi and they'll shoot together after practice. And it's just cool to see that, like, Parker helps Lex and um, her confidence and just, you know, just playing, you know. And I think that's really cool part. Like, there's no bitterness or anything like that. Instead, it's like, heck, yeah, we're, like, if I, I'm going to do whatever I can for the team. You know, and I think that's really cool this year. And we haven't seen that yet. And I think our culture, like, our program's culture is changing. And um, it almost feels like the hometown, like, that high school feeling again for me. I, I've said that multiple times to my family. It's fun, you know, like, and basketball's always fun for me. But just the fact that, like, we're winning the close games. We're winning 50-50 balls, doing the little things right that adds to a big outcome and for winning, and it's just really cool this year. Well, it's funny that you mentioned anything for the team. You just became one of the second player in school history to do something. I mean, 500 rebounds, <laughs> 300 career assists. I know I know you well enough to know, you know, those are nice things to hear. I know, that, but that's not what you hang your hat on. It's, you know, that just kind of proves what I did for the team, but I mean, to me, one of only two players in school history, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely is really cool. And I didn't even realize I was even going to get that seat this year. You know, like I'm just here to make everyone else around me better on and off the court, you know, play basketball, have fun, make everyone else around me better. And all the accolades that come with it, you know how I am. So be it. Like, <laughs> that's fine with me, but I'm not here to get accolades. I'm here to, like, impact people's lives, change the world, basically, and win some MAC champions. And we'll see if that happens. Well, I hope. Uh, I look at this year's team, it's so funny because I was reading the press notes for the game tomorrow, and you talked about how it feels a little bit like high school, 175 steals through 15 games. It really is kind of that thing of you guys are so able to right now of being in tune, of just being able to go, all right, steal, outlet, score, bing, bang, boom. Four more points on the mm-hmm. board because we did it twice in a row. Right. Right. And that's just really cool to see that, like, everyone, like, normally a freshman coming into college playing, like, it's hard to get up to speed. And this year is the fastest we've played yet since I've been here. And it's really fun, you know? Like, everyone's just getting in the passing lanes. They know where to be at the right time. And our defense has gotten a lot better. And I think that has a crucial part into turning our success around, too, is that our defense leads to our offense and it's not just we rely on our offense you know what we have we could have done that in the past but now we rely on our defense to set up for our offense which is really cool plus i saw on twitter that when you guys get big wins what you get treated to ice cream afterwards yeah for away games anyways that's that's the thing i guess so far well it is a neat little bonding thing because i mean it's kind of one of those things where you know, it kind of goes back to childhood, and you win, you get sprinkles and all that, but I, you just got that such a close-knit team, and you can see it from the outside of these girls genuinely like one another. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just special. We got something, just our togetherness, willing to fight for each other. Um, you know, our competitive edge we all have. Like, we come in day in and day out, and we're, we compete, you know? And it's not like... Um, like a loss or anything like every practice we're competing with each other and getting better. And I think that's really like 
a great step for our culture and our program too. I know you've had a, a handful of games that have gotten canceled or changed, kind of cut down to more of a, a Mac or kind of an Ohio sort of Indiana thing this year. But what was the trip to West Lafayette like to walk into that venue and just kind of look around? And I know you guys got grown up in Ottawa about getting Purdue games. And, I mean, that just had to be such a cool experience. Oh, for sure. You know, like um, we played at the Mackey uh, last year too. So actually, I don't know, two years ago? I don't know. We played there once before. And so it's really cool that, like, I already walked in there once. So it's just the second time walking in there, it's just as sweet as the first, you know, playing a Big Ten school and then playing them down to the wire was really, really cool this year. You know, we had a rough start, like our first five minutes of the game. We didn't play that well, but the rest of the 35, we played really great. So it's just um, – it was really good learning process for us to go through that, you know, and um, having to play. They were a much bigger team than we were. So just getting that experience and getting that Big Ten feel. But, um, you know, it's so much different with COVID because there's no fans. So, like, we didn't get that feel so much. But just the arena, like, the Mackey is a beautiful place to play anyways. I think it's one of the best in the Big Ten. But, um, yeah, it's just a great experience for us to have. Realize why Dakota Mathias had such an easy time shooting in that building. Right, that's for sure. <laughs> and it was a, almost a year to the day. You get four points the first time you go there. Second time, this time around, you get fourteen. I would think it would be kind of similar to uh, just kind of going backwards. I remember the first time when you were a freshman, you guys went to state in that big building of everybody just kind of walking in, doe-eyed of where's my my focus point, where's my shooting coming from. But the next year when you were right. a sophomore of just kind of there's a little bit more of a swag in there of we're comfortable, we know the locker room, we know all of that. And now kind of obviously on a bigger scale, it's it's much more relaxing, I would think. For sure. Yeah, you know, like it definitely, that's what it comes down to. You know, our first trip to state in high school, it was, yeah, we were like, holy cow, what's going on? You know, we were just like, oh, we just want to have a good, like, experience we want to just like of course we're going to try to win but like just take it all in and then we go the second time and we're like holy cow we still need to take it all in but let's get let's get like business done let's take care of business you know and then the third and fourth time it never got old I will say that <laughs> going to stay all four years was the, for sure the highlight of my career but you know it was just so much fun and so many memories and like the, I can um go back and talk about every game we played and how we played and you know I could sit down and talk about it all the time but just like the memories that we made you know and like yeah we never won and it sucks and I hope maybe this year's team can go to state and win it all if they have it you know wherever that's at anyways yeah but you know it's just I wish nothing but the best for as an alumni at OG you know and just like um maybe get it done you know do something we couldn't do and I think that'd be really cool. I think all the time, and I asked Danny about this uh, a couple months ago when I had her on to talk about the Rogers game in Ontario, uh-huh. about all these girls now were all those little girls who were coming out of the youth programs who came and got your guys' autographs of, you know, now they're flipping it, and now girls are getting their autographs. I mean, that's it's kind of a crazy thing when I look at them and think, I remember her as, like, a fifth grader. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's like, it's it's crazy. It's kind of going full circle there for that, you know. What have you learned kind of about life with this year's team? I mean, you've got girls from all over, obviously all around the Midwestern states, but then you throw in Alyssa's from Australia. That's obviously <laughs> a little bit different. I mean, it, I, I would think you're getting kind of a, a, a culture lesson at all times. Well, yeah, a culture lesson and with everything going on in um, – like the real world and everything and um, all of the issues being talked about and like um, just sports in general, I'm just learning that you just have to take it day by day and you have to be thankful for every opportunity I get to step on that court. You know, and I think our team really does that because our season can be taken away in a snap, in a blink of an eye, you know, and that's why we're here. We're here to play basketball and obviously get a school, great school degree, but, as a student athlete, 
school does come first, but, you know, being able to play the game we love together, like, and when I say play the game I love with the people I love and truly mean it in college, that's one thing, you know, being able to say, like, I will dive on the floor, lay my, like, life out for any of these girls on my team right now, and I could confidently say that. And that's really cool, and I think 1 through 15 of us could definitely say that. All of your former teammates that all, all now study up 75, uh, Aaron Kaufman, for instance, are you allowed to talk to them tomorrow, or you just kind of wait till Sunday? Oh, you know Aaron's going to wear BG stuff. <laughs> all of them will. They're, they'll root for me. Aaron came uh, to actually the Toledo game at Toledo when I played, and she was wearing BG stuff. So it. I mean, it runs, the rivalry doesn't run deep with us. Like, they'll always cheer for me, which I appreciate. And if they didn't, I don't think I'd talk to them for a long time. Right, right. At least a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that is awesome because I know, you know, even still doing games uh, with Lady Titans that, you know, people say, you know, hey, I wonder how Katie's doing at BG. And then there'll be like three or four people who will say, oh, you didn't see, she got 15 last night and they won by 10. It's just, it's so <laughs> awesome to see how, and it works with obviously a lot of girls in the area, but to kind of see, all right, everybody goes from, well, put the blue and gold over here for a second. Let's go find something that's orange, whether it's you guys or whether it's Finley or uh, just uh-huh. it's so cool to see, especially how Putnam County sort of roots for everybody no matter where they're at. Right, right, and that's really cool, you know, and it's just like, like I said before, I'll root for Taylor Alt and Claire Iden any day, you know, like I'll root for them to do well, so well at Toledo, even though our schools are big rivalries, you know. Outside of tomorrow, what are you looking forward to, hopefully, the finish of this season? You know, I'm hoping that we um, compete every game. We play our best in every game from here on out. I mean, of course, I want to say I want to win out. But with the max, every game's a challenge. Every game, everyone brings their best. You know, so um, we need to bring our best every game, night in, night out, every Wednesday, every Saturday. And, you know, we just got to stay safe. We got to stay in our bubble. Um, We don't, we can't get quarantined, you know, in the middle of our season right now. So we just have to be smart um, and stay safe. I mean, everyone out there needs to stay safe with COVID. But um, I'm just excited to see where we can go and our potential and how good we really truly can be and maybe possibly make to Cleveland. You know, that's our goal right now. The, The top eight go to Cleveland. And right now we're, focusing on going to Cleveland. I always enjoy going to Cleveland. I was sad that kind of with everything, the week that it came down last year that we weren't able to go up and watch you guys mm-hmm. play. At least you got most of the long travels out. I mean, you still got NIU, EMU, and CMU coming up, but that trip to Ohio is not so bad in comparison. Right, right, yeah. Our big trip, Buffalo's out of the way, and then um, NIU coming up this week after tomorrow's big game. Um, those definitely are our furthest one. But after that, they're not too bad. Well, I am always happy to have conversation with you, whether it's here through text or whatever. I love seeing you do big things. I hope that it continues. And hopefully next year when you're a senior and dominating the MAC, we'll get to come see a game. For sure. You know, um, I really appreciate you having me. And I really appreciate all the support you give and all the shout-outs you give me and everything. And um, just really thankful for all of your support throughout the years and what you do for the women. Not only OG, but the women's program, women's sports as a whole. Really appreciate it. And next year, you know, I hope everything, COVID aside, you know, we get fans back, general audience, general admission, you know, everyone back. And I hope that the stroke can be bumping. Yeah, it needs it needs to be more hype. It does. <laughs> well, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's Katie Hempfling, hopefully leading BG to a win tomorrow. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at bearcatboosters at outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, 
and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. And again, as always, a big thank you to the sponsors of this show for helping make it possible and uh, helping me uh, bring you things going on in the area and the personalities who are uh, doing that. Uh, Chris Howell, the uh, sports editor at the Vanward Times Bulletin. Give him a follow on Twitter at VB Sports and uh, enjoy. I just realized after I was talking to him that the uh, big paper that they put out, the 64-page recap of the season for the Vanward Cougars, the state champion Vanward Cougars, that I wrote something in it. I just was Googling and came up with it, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I was going to read it anyways, but when I've got time to sit down and read 64 pages. But an absolutely terrific uh, look at the season. It's got color photos and uh, the sponsors that helped make it possible. And a big thank you, as always, to Katie Hempling. I love uh, being able to sit and talk to her and just kind of text back and forth. See what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow afternoon, the Falcons in action, taking on the University of Toledo. At uh, the Stroh Center, there's not many better places to even watch a game than that one. But if you get a chance, pull that one up on the TV, pull it up on the radio and listen and root on the Falcons. Or if you're the rest of my family, root on UT. Hey, either way. Uh, And a big thanks, too, by the way, Mike McClurg, the head coach at Minster, who himself has got a battle tonight for the Midwest Athletic Conference lead with St. Henry, has uh, the first business. I decided a while back I wanted to try to spotlight not only the uh, kids and everything that they're doing, but also local businesses in the area who are also doing well. And I talked to him and I was trying to find a way to uh, do this. And I think I kind of finally maybe found a way. Uh, Check out Twitter. It's at 4949 underscore degrees. Mike's got a uh, company called 49 Degrees. And we talked about how exactly we'd be able to maybe uh, be a part of this show. And it's not a uh, traditional thing of you can go there, you can sort of buy things. They work with big corporations in uh, sports and also in the college level and the uh, pro level. Check out the website. It's 49degrees.com. There is so much cool stuff that they have done. There's a gallery there of the work they've done. They've done work at the University of North Carolina, the University of Kentucky, the University of Alabama, University of Cincinnati, I believe, was in there as well. But just uh, check out the galleries in Hit Mike up on Twitter as well when you find him. And just all the cool things they have going on there. I love being able to see a, a local business based in Coldwater do big things. And that's uh, the business of the week here on the podcast. Again, big thanks to Chris and Katie for being part of the show. Wherever you are, wherever you go, support local high school events and everything going on. I know you got to do it from afar because you can't be in the building. doesn't mean you can't find a game on the radio, in the newspaper, online, or uh, wherever just make sure you get it done and uh, we'll have a big show next week coming up as well what is that find me on twitter and uh, check it out thanks for listening to around the hern we hope you've enjoyed this edition of around the hern come back next week for more local stories from the nwo but until then be sure to follow us on twitter at michael hern pbp for more great area content